Welcome to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters, and I am Doug Winters. Having played the music at over 1,500 weddings over the past two decades, I can talk endlessly about how to pack a dance floor. And what I don't know, I want to learn along with you, which is what caterers, photographers, florists, uh, event planners, dress designers, lighting designers, and so many other people do to make each wedding a spectacular once-in-a-lifetime experience. So without further ado, let's jump right into episode 20 with legendary Manhattan photographer Andy Marcus. We were one uh, one of the few studios in Manhattan. Uh, Ready. Uh, 75 years ago, so we're talking 1941 1941 to be exact. It was uh, during and then just, you know, right after yeah, sure. we started. You know, my dad started it, and uh, long story with that, but he, he, he built the business up from, from here, from New York, and pretty much in the same uh, building even. We uh, started actually in the basement of the building, and, and uh, which my dad always said, never say basement, you know, say it's in the lower level. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, it was the basement, and it was, uh, you know, that's where the business actually started. And of this actual building? Of this building. So yeah. we're sitting here at um, 245 West 72nd Street. That's uh, On the ground floor, in a beautiful Well, now floor. we're on the, well, now we have uh, three floors. So we're, oh, okay. we're, we're still in the basement. We, we do our production down there, a lot of it. And we have an upstairs um, area where we have, portrait studio as well as like a conference room so we can okay so you'll do when i was walking in some guy helped me and he said are you here for the baby shoot Uh -uh. (laughs) um and i said no i'm here yeah for andy um but so i know there's an upstairs yes so you do baby shoots and you do like we do families we do a lot of uh, corporate uh, portraits uh you know uh we, we do work for the Firms, law firms, appetizing Like a law agencies. firm will say who the partners are and they'll show the pictures. Correct. That's, that's and, and then if they have new new people coming in the firm, they'll send them in. Yes. Uh, right. You know, so some style. nice clients. Exactly. So uh, a lot of uh, uh, corporate things like that we, we do on a almost regular basis, almost daily basis. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's a nice part of our business. It's not, a, you know, it's not a major part of my business, but it's a, it's a, it still keeps us busy. Yeah. We did a ton of corporate work. Until right. 2006, mm-hmm. and then the bottom kind of fell. Out. Yeah, and it, it doesn't happen anymore. It's not a. It's not as uh, uh, you know. Yeah, it's I mean, we would do deal. four parties a year for Scadden. Oh wow! Okay, that's cool. Um, see, that's me. You never know that my podcast, and I left my phone on. <laughs> I never leave my phone on. If I know that's going to happen one time, you know. There you go. Of human error. So uh, my father was a lot older than my mother. He used to tell me about this pianist named Eddie Duchin mm-hmm. and his son Peter. Peter. And so I, for some reason, I always thought of Fred Marcus in that era. Well, Although he was even earlier. I think, Eddie Duchin I think, was like in the 20s. Yeah, I think, I think that he, my father was more the Peter Duchin era. So yeah, was, yeah. yeah. The truth that he was famous for like the urban myth. But is he alive? I think he's still alive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We could cut this out of the podcast if you think. It's <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that much about. I think it. It I've met him. I've met him a few times. But, oh, okay. But yeah. I never met him. No, I had heard the story that either he or his father was famous for like it had to be like a constant like scotch glass. <laughs> oh know? yeah, he he liked yeah. I that that's about that that, that probably is true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. 
you know, interesting character. When they showed show a movie like Sabrina, right? Um, you know, they'd have them in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they the were very. Orchestra. It was always, uh, uh, you know, very high society. High society. Yeah. What was your father's? Did you have a close relationship with him? My dad. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. very cool. Yeah. No, we were. I think we were very. Uh, you know, we we had a very close relationship. I worked with him from the age of 13, where it was, uh, you know, he said, you're, you're coming with me on the weekends, and you know, <laughs> kept me out of trouble. That's so, funny. and that's exactly what I, I mean, I was actually, uh, never had an education in photography, per se, but I, I learned from my dad. And, yeah, you learned you know, from the best. I learned, and I learned from, you know, just watching things, and, and there's a lot of different hats you wear as a, as a photographer for wedding. That's why there are people who do architectural photography, and food photography, and portrait photography, and, uh, all, all different aspects of photography. But as a wedding photographer, you kind of do all of that uh, every wedding that you go to. And you have to know how to light food and how to light a room and how to make the pictures look like amazing. So we both do the same thing. So we're, right. we, we can have a shorthand. But I mean, so the, the ceremony is obviously, I don't know, your standard ceremony, seven o'clock, eight o'clock cocktails, nine to one party. So seven o'clock, so in the springtime and in the summertime, it's still bright sunshine. So if you're doing a tent party in Quag, right. uh, as opposed well, to uh, an indoor not, thing at the plaza, it's it's, it's much easier because you have daylight. You know, you have and you have natural light. Light, and when you go into uh, an indoor situation, which a lot of photographers fall apart. In that sense. Oh, is that right? I think so. Yeah, they they, they you know never learned lighting. They never, you know, today it's become very easy to be a photographer. And I mean, my dad was started the business. There were two or three photographers in. City that mm. now you know there's Who are his competition? two or three thousand. Oh sure, uh, uh, Bradford Backrack. Uh, you know he was known for portraits of presidents, but he did yeah. a lot of society weddings. No uh, relation to Bert. None of them. What? No relation to Bert. There was a. Uh, remember, there's a studio called Balachet. They are no longer mm-hmm. in existence. Um, there were a few, and and uh, none of which are in business anymore. Right. And, uh, you know, we're still hanging out here. So was he doing, like, the top hat? Was it, like, top hat and tails? Yeah, well, a lot I mean, of top, yeah. We have, uh, you know, the original images, a lot of, the, you know, the black tie weddings were top hat and tails, and it was, a, you know... Uh, really? Yeah. I've never seen a wedding like that. It Do they still have them? Uh, no. 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 No, I haven't seen a top hat in And if they do, it's just as a group. It's not... It, yeah, I mean, you know, I've seen somebody do it as a group, you know, just a group yeah. at a wedding, but yeah. not as... That was full. You know, even the, white tie, where you know, where you really wore. Uh, I always morning thought white tie was and, such a. Oh, it was gorgeous! Great, yeah, well, we used to do is. a lot of you know the big weddings that were at the plaza or the Pierre hotels. Were, yeah, were uh, you know white tie weddings, hundred percent. It's still a great look, even with a black tux. Oh, if you yeah. wear a white shirt and a, and a, a white linen long tie. It's Absol- such a great look. Absolutely, but you know, look, times change and you know styles change, and that's. Was there a time in the '60s where I guess you and your father interlapped? You know, when you were together, uh, yeah, yeah, we worked. A, I mean, we worked a lot together, and and in the beginning, uh, you know, I was basically his assistant. So I'm I'm trying to think, um, early, you know, early sixties. I'm just uh, trying to think with the for like the early sixties. It's so funny. The sixties themselves, right, are so. I, that's when I started iconic, right? You know, I, the early sixties of the Beatles when they were wearing suits sure, on the Ed sure, Sullivan Show, sure. and then sixty eight, yeah. you know, and then, then, then you know. Woodstock. Yeah. And so I, I, two different things. Yeah, I, I basically started early 60s. 
assistant, so I wasn't really photographing okay. that old or any very I mean, I wasn't really that old um, uh, yet. So I would say, uh, uh, you know, I would, probably I started photographing end of the 60s as, mm -hmm. a, as a photographer. And, uh, you know, little by little. Um, and in the so was it weird for you as a kid wearing, you know, bell-bottom jeans and a Maybe a put on a suit every a, I had a suit, suit on every weekend. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't weird for me. No, no. Oh, because your father was in the business. Yeah, I mean, I'm him. used to seeing him, you know. So uh, I used to just wear a dark suit and do my thing and, uh, you know, just watch and learn. So, yeah. Really what I did. So, uh, you know, helping him out, um, carrying the equipment. And, you know, it was, a, it, was a di it was a different industry then. You know, it was uh, people using film and large format cameras. Oh, right. And, and large and cameras, oh, period. Big cameras, you know, on stands? Four by five. No, no, you handheld, you okay. carried equipment. I mean, I remember yeah. the first flashes, the first strobes that came out were, you know, probably 30 pounds. And I had to carry that for seven or eight hours Ooh. a night. <laughs> when you were 13. And I'm like, I'm still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to get my body back, in, you know, to be, be straight from that. It was, uh, it was quite a quite a deal. Don't laugh. People, I, I know you're not laughing, but I mean, people, you could easily be carrying... Like, like you're saying, 30 pounds of a problem. Oh, you know easy. who else has that problem? Um, musicians, bass players, and guitar players. Okay. So, yeah, that but literally carry carry this stuff. I will we carry four hours straight. Even now, today, it's, uh, you know, you're still walking around with 10, 10 pounds of equipment uh, in a, uh, you know, for, you know, seven or eight hours. And it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you know, you don't mind, I don't mind, you know, standing or walking for that amount of time. But when you have to carry something and you have to hold the camera and you know which has a flash on it and 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 a battery pack and whatever else that you need it becomes uh you know it is a you know a big deal well, that's like why guys like us don't have to go to the gym exactly we, you, i always say that well yeah. i could use to go to the gym yeah you know but it's you know it's cool it's uh it's a workout it is a workout there's no question about it it is exhausting and uh it's uh you know even my you know, some of our young uh, assistants, they, you know, they're tired at the end of the day. They really are. Oh, so, how could you not be? Yeah. Like you're saying, just yeah. literally carrying a 30-pound weight. Exactly. Well, that was then. I mean, now I'd say you're carrying 10 or 15 pounds. Even it's so. got, the equipment's gotten smaller, but even so, it's still... And heavy, you have to balance on your shoulders. Like so, of course. Um, but I just want to get back to this fascinating thing about the fact that it's you and your dad. Because I was thinking about this all day. Um, and the only... That, I mean, we, listen, we both know a lot of people that grew up, I grew up in Long Island, you grew up in the Bronx, but I mean, a lot right. of people go into the father's business. Right. And your son is now in the business. He is. Which we'll get to later. But it's not like you walk into daddy's business. That was a big expression in Long Island. Like, if a kid was, like, rich but didn't have to work for it, you know, and said, oh, he just walked into daddy's business. You know. Yeah. But you have to have a genuine skill set. Correct. You can't just take over... This now, landmark, you know, high society, yeah. fabulous. My father had a wonderful reputation, a really, really nice, you know, uh, reputation in New York City. Yeah. Someone to come to to get beautiful photographs and beautiful portraits and uh, weddings or you know, family, whatever it may be. I still remember that somebody would walk in, you know, and want a you know, passport photograph. He, he took the time to make it. Amazing, so that they would order, you know, large portraits for their family oh, from the, from that. Yeah, and I learned a lot. You know, I really did learn. I mean, it's 
as far as talk to people. Yeah, that's the most important thing, how to talk sure. to clients. Sure, how to talk to clients and how to, uh, the lighting part of it, the, 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 the posing part of, of our business. It's scary. The first time I, I still remember, I was his assistant for business one day. He said, you know, you have to go ahead and pose this group. And I just froze. I had no idea. I said, I, I should know how, how, how to do you? this. But I, I was probably 16, 17 at that time. Right. And I was just like, no, what to do. And I, thought, I knew what to do, but I, you know, it's like, can you do it the first time? And now it's second nature. To me. Oh, of course. It's like a, of course. You know, and, and we, we uh, you know, we are known for making things, you know, very smooth as far as that's concerned. But it, I can understand when somebody's new in the business, they just don't have a clue. And that's why a lot of, uh, you know, photojournalists, because that right. word to me means, you know, I don't know how right, to so you, family yeah, so, so this being an audio podcast, Andy just made like air quotes. Oh, oh yeah, Because yeah. that was a big term uh, yeah. for a long time. Yeah, I, it was, it was yeah. And, and it basically, what it was, you know, a lot of photographers didn't know how to do it. And it was a portrait so they become photojournalists. Ah, so basically so a good paparazzi. <laughs> and, when the, and when the client said, how come we don't have any family pictures? I said, well, that's not what I do. I'm a photojournalist. Oh, I got it. And I always, you know, my dad always made, you know, made me aware and cared most about the family pictures. Those are the ones that are really the most important 25 years from now. Yeah. You know, and that's what you, you people don't get a lot of. The one thing my friend Melanie did say to me, which I thought was brilliant, was I'm not shooting. Yes, of course, I'm shooting for the grandchildren, but I'm shooting for the grandchildren. Correct. That's so that, the way I look at it. You know, not only that, I, I, I tell I tell that guy about your wedding. To me, it's about also a relationship that I have. I'm doing the grandchildren that my father did, which is for the grandparents' weddings. I'm oh, wow. So it's like really, really, you know. How special. great is that? No, very special. So, so. Uh, and your father's called, still alive? No, no, no. My father passed yes. away eleven. Yeah, uh, so did more even yeah. eleven, twelve years ago. Yeah. yeah. And you said you you were born in the Bronx, born yeah, raised. I grew, uh, well, I was born in Manhattan, and when I was like five, I think we moved up to Riverdale. Which is, uh, so he had he always had this place. Yeah, this was this yeah. was work. Yeah, yeah, he's got to go to work. That's yeah. where he. Was. That's where. Okay. So you know, I think we lived up on seven. I think it was seventy nine. Uh, no, Eighty uh, Sixth Street. I think we lived there, and we moved up to the to Riverdale, um, and that was like moving to Nebraska. And like, I mean, there was <laughs> yeah. nothing up in Riverdale, right? And now it's like overpopulated. But now, you know, in those days, it was just no Riverdale, Bronxville. You 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 walked out of your your apartment, and it was uh, you were in the woods. So um, uh, it was it, it was interesting, and I you know I mean that's what he did. He wanted to be you know you know get out of New York and yeah, how did he how did he start the business? Uh, interesting. He was uh, originally from Germany and, and ah. was in a concentration camp for several months. They had a big wow. family had a big uh, sportswear manufacturing business. What was the original yeah. name? Was it originally Marcus? Was it always Marcus? What there was no studio. No, no, no. Oh, your, fa- your father's right, business. Your father's I don't even know. No, your father's name. Oh, it was Marcus, yeah. It was Marcus. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, because my father was... Uh, oh, oh, no, oh, oh, no. And he had changed it. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It was always Marcus. Yeah, okay. And... Uh, he was in... He was in and he was in, uh, in was Germany. It? it was in uh, Buchenwald for oh, my God. several months. Uh, yeah, it was serious. And then somebody who worked for the company um, was able to get him a ticket to Sports go to Ray Cuba. Company. Sportswear. Like, uh, you know, sort of like I would compare it to a big company. Compare it to like a, 
head sportsman. You know, oh, okay. not the biggest, but you know, yeah. a, a nice like a champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got him a ticket to uh, leave Germany and go to um, Cuba. Wow. So he took advantage of it. He had to leave it a, day, a couple of days. Late thirties. Uh, yeah, thirty nine. Okay. And then he uh, he took a boat to uh, Cuba. And he was supposed to be only in Cuba for a few days and come to the United States. But whatever the red tape was, he wound up having to stay in Cuba. Wow. And um, that's where the business section started. Did he know a word of Spanish? <laughs> no. But he, but he, you know, afterwards he spoke fluent Spanish. Was he, was he German? Or? Yeah. So he was born German. spoke German. Um, I, don't, I, think, I don't even think he spoke a lot of English. But he did speak Spanish uh, because of the Cuba thing. My wife's grandfather right Ephraim, right who we named my son frank right after right uh that my wife just adored right. he was he came over at nine years one of these great stories he came right. over to ellis island and he's nine years right. old with ten dollars in his pocket uh-huh. not, not speaking a word of english and she said he, he was a millionaire by the time he was 40 and this was achiever right and he was always kind of ashamed that he never had an American accent, right? Is what he would call it. Yeah. Well, He's my father never never story. got rid of his got rid of his German accent. He always had a pretty thick. But you could under you know you could understand. But it, so yeah, I mean his hobby was photography, and he used to take pictures of families on the beaches, other immigrants on the beaches, and then develop them at night in his apartment. Oh wow! And sell them. And that's how he kind of made his you know, you know, spending money in Cuba. Eventually, make a long story short, he he got um, uh, got to the United States. Uh, they came here. They put him. Uh, they sent him because this is now nineteen forty one. They put him in. Uh, this is oh oh this is really. It was that that's, when, that's when uh, we got into the war, right? The United Cor- States. Correct. Just right after. Right. We. I don't mean we. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but no, no, right after. And and so what they did was they sent him to. Stanford University. They must have been smart. So, well, no, I think they sent him there to. Uh, my father was, I mean, smart, but they sent him. They sent him there to learn English, and so he always right. said, you know, I have a degree from Stanford University, which was which was funny because he, he did it with uh, through the army. They, they they put him in the army, and they because what they wanted was eventually that he would, when they were going to invade Europe, right. they were going to uh, have him. There was a translator. Ah, right. So that's how a lot of these Germans. Yiddish well, and German well, even and Yiddish, yeah, he didn't. He never spoke really Yiddish. He, he spoke German. Right. He spoke uh, uh, English, and then you know he could speak Spanish if necessary. Oh, so so that right. was the plan. Yeah. But he was in the single corps, and then uh, one day he was on top of a, climbing up a pole in those days. They didn't have these lifts and everything. They used uh, spikes on your boots. Oh and, God! And he went flying down the pole, <gasps> and he had broken his. Uh, Heel bone, so he was out of the war, basically. And, cool. Uh, hey, that would be that. That would not you know, be cool. I mean, no, no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't raising and being raised in Germany and going always, to Buchenwald, uh, crazy. and then so, have to go to World War II. Yeah. So when he got out of the army, he went back. He moved to New York. All these families from Cuba were, you know, the immigrants from the, the, uh, were moving uh, uh, to New York, not Cubans, but you know, the, the mm-hmm. German immigrants yeah, moved the German. to New York, and, and they moved to the here, the Upper West Side. And he decided to set up his shop here, and uh, which was probably a very smart move. And it's kind of something I've always understood. And uh, uh, 
over the years, I've always made it a point to like to do go to places that I haven't right? So mm. it's kind of a take off on that. So I go to many times restaurants that I see all my customers that go to restaurants. Sure. And so a lot you of people don't per se, and you have to go. To no, well, not per se, but you know, I'm talking about you know just like you know local restaurants, but you know, I tend. To, I, I kind of know what they like, and I kind of go to the same restaurants, and it's oh, a okay. very good thing to have a you know that you make yeah on that basis. And uh, many times I did you know business like you know just you know walking into a restaurant. Oh yeah, I have to call you for yeah a party, and oh I'm so glad I saw you. You know my daughter's getting married, whatever it may be. And um, but that's what your father's idea was like to sort of live in the neighborhood. Well, of he, where he yeah, was. he said these people know me, and they did know him, and they came back to him. They remembered the pictures he took. Like them. So, oh, so wow. this is this is how this happened, and and uh, you know, uh, look, he was I, I paying no money for rent at the time. I mean, you know, live in the basement. I was just gonna say, what way. is what was this neighborhood? It, it was no, no, it was it was not the, the best neighborhood in those days, but it was uh, a very European, you know, very European neighborhood. Right. You know, it's. Uh, in the 60s and 70s, um, this Upper West Side was, was not a good area. No, as people it turned, don't, don't it turned remember it. is that, or don't know, is yeah. that West Side Story, yeah. that opening shot, yeah. that Lincoln Center right. is the, those basketball the, courts. courts right, the well, right there, right. That there, was Lincoln Center. Exactly. There, there, it was not, the whole, the whole neighborhood was, uh, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was different. And now, you know, that turned in probably late 80s, and now, it, you know, it's the hottest area to live in, you know, is Upper West Side. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's, that's very interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, and, and he built the business just from really, you know, people coming to see him and remembering, and then, you know, one thing leads, if you do a good job, one thing leads to the other, mm-hmm. and you uh, you, you, you have recommendations. It's all word of mouth. Our business is pretty much, I'd say, 85% word of mouth. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we, uh, when when I was thinking this morning, the only comparison I could make was uh, Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey okay, Jr. Right, and both right. played, you know, they're both all stars and right, yeah. both Hall of Famers. Right. Um, that you literally you didn't just go into Daddy's business. Is what I'm saying is that like you had to be like Ken Griffey had to be as good a ball player as his father was. He was an all star. You know, had to have a big skills. Machine. Right. Exactly. So you had to have the same skills as your father and maybe up them. No, it it it's it's, it's Learning the basics and, and uh, you know, kind of respecting the craft and learning lighting and learning shading. And these are things that a lot of people But there is that, learn. but then there's the quality that you have to actually no, no, produce. Yeah, you have to produce the quality. Well, once you learn the basics of lighting, posing, and such, you, you will produce good work. And, you know, the, you know I, think, I think the work will be good. Um, use the, you know, my father always used the best materials and the best finishes on everything. Mm-hmm. And this is what we still do today, and it's it's just, you know it's carrying on that tradition of um, keeping the quality at a, at a certain level, and making sure that that you know, you're able to give your customers uh, the best possible service. That that's really I think uh, what we did. And, yeah. Uh, to our success. And now your son. My son's doing amazing. As a matter of fact, he very proud of him. He had. Um, in a book, a photo book of uh, of, of, Holocaust, of Holocaust survivors called "Still Here," and uh, wow. uh, somehow uh, uh, 
Fox News picked this up. They knew he, he had done the book, and they wanted to do a little story, like a two-minute thing on the news about the book. And the two-minute piece turned into a 20-something-minute uh, mini, documentary. mini documentary that just last week won uh, Emmy Award. Get out. Yeah. I'll have to so check it out. Uh, What's it called? It's called it's, well, it, it's still here. If you look it up. It's still uh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get you the link. Yeah, send me the link. Totally. And, uh, yeah, his book has sold out. He's already on the second printing of the book. And wow. He's, he's, it, it's amazing. It's it just a, a, you know, it's a beautiful book of, of, of uh, black and white portraits of uh, Holocaust. It started out just doing a few, and then one told the other one. And it, it, I, we could do, I mean, I had nothing. got to be a network of it. He could do a second version of that book. Wow. And, uh, Which is know, so important, I think. Well, I mean, these people are not, you know, not going to be around forever. And it's, right. uh, it's something that. Uh, and you still get special. Holocaust deniers. But it was yeah, and he did it with with a woman who um, was very sharp. Uh, wound up getting involved in, in doing little interviews with, with you know, each of the. Oh, so she people. did the writing. So part? she did the writing. The he did the photography, and they printed. It's a beautiful book. I'll show it to you. How did he shoot it? Like what? Black and white. It's all, all no, set. I mean, uh, did he pose them like? In street scene or just no 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 studio all studio very oh, simple studio. plain background and uh, this is great it was just faces. simple yeah it was just simple you know simply posed beautiful lighting and uh, and then he was fortunate enough to have uh, the uh, Nobel uh, Prize uh, Elie Wiesel as the cover of photograph and he got oh my god and it's such a his beautiful pictures and he got very cool. close with him and his family actually very you know before he passed away so it's, it was very nice wow that's yeah, beautiful yeah it's cool so it goes from marcus to marcus to marcus that's it and that is amazing that really just i don't know it just does not you don't think about it, it doesn't no happen. and what's even yeah you know, steinway and sons you know, add, when you think of these great legacies yeah and to add something nicer is the son um a year and a half ago how old is brian? Your name? brian is going to be 40 in so his son is uh, going to be um, two years old in mm -hmm. October, and uh, he named him Fred. So it's another oh, Fred. Oh, that's Fred, great. Freddy. So we have another Fred Marcus. In, in you know, God willing, uh, one day uh, if he wants to do it, he, he's you got know, a fourth generation. Fred, he'll be, that'll be crazy. Wow, that is amazing. So, uh, so they're the people that there are the people. That do like the Abaddon's, mm -hmm. the Patrick the Mushins, yeah. yeah, that do the covers of yeah, the, the, right, exactly. What are they? What do you even call them? Fashion. Oh, fashion. Yeah. Okay. And do you ever do that? Did you ever dabble in that? I, as a wedding photographer, you dabble in everything, like I said, because um, uh, the dresses you want to make the dresses look good for oh, the bride, yeah. so that's fashion. You know, oh, that's when, a very good point. When you when you do the photographs of the venues and the in, you know, that's uh, architectural photography. You take photographs of the food displays and the, you know, uh, that's uh, food photography, which is a whole. That is thing. an art form. In it's an art exactly. So, um, you know, and when you do the family pictures, portrait photography. So you, you architectural photography doesn't mean the same. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, a lot of architectural stuff doesn't want to deal with people. I was just going to say, right. <laughs> so, or, to or even, uh, you know, somebody who does, um, you know, just uh, still life photography. Uh, you know, we do that in the, when we, when we pose the bride's jewelry and the invitation, we, we create a still life. The rings. The rings, it's exactly. Yeah. 
So you, you, you have all these hats that you wear as a wedding photographer, and most people don't, you know, don't, don't think about that, but it, it, you really need to know a lot of stuff. A lot of people who go into business, um, you know, just don't have the skills. There are too many people who don't have the skills. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's a shame, and it's, it's a kind of a lost art of, you know, I was, I was thinking, uh, coming in here, I was thinking that literally if you take X amount of thousands of dollars and go to B&H Photo, right. say, I'll, I'll, you know, learn right. how to use the equipment and say, right. oh, I'm a wedding photographer. Right. It's like I've always said, people could go into Sam Ash or, you know, buy $10,000 worth of equipment and say, right. I'm a wedding band. Right. You know? It's, it's you know, but there's more, there's a lot oh. more. To, and, and, and that doesn't even belie the fact that you have to speak to people. So you have to deal with right. the with, with, and, and deal with uh, problems that you know that, that you may have and, and situations that you may have. So you can there can be a million things going on at a wedding, and there's there's and oh. family tensions that you have to deal with. I was with. just going to say and now you got to be uh, you got to be a, a psychologist and a psychiatrist. <laughs> and you have like I said, these hats. You know, just a ton of hats. Yeah, you, so. you have much more actual personal interaction with them with people than I oh. do. Yeah, because we, we deal with them from way before the wedding, and we have uh, discussions in family and, and how we, you know, we plan the day. So I like to always know what to expect, and I don't want to walk in, too many people do, and just say, okay, who's who here? Let's take pictures. It doesn't work that way. I find that you have to know who the family is. We do weddings, and, you know, I mean, we've done many weddings together, but we've sure. done, you know, we do weddings, three, four hundred people. And and, yeah. and and out of the three four hundred people there, I always tell my you know honest about it. When you have a wedding with the four hundred guests, there are three hundred and fifty that I call the have tos, people that they had to invite, <laughs> and then there are the fifty that are really you know the family. most important. Yeah. Exactly, close so, friends, close friends family. and family. So to me, when you're at a wedding with four hundred people, you want to make sure that those fifty people are you know in in a lot of photographs that they're you know they're, they're, you know show up. In, Many pictures. Those are the, the people that the, the family is really interested. In. Mm -hmm. uh, the rest of them are peripheral, and they can be, you know, in pictures. Nothing wrong, and they will yeah. be in photographs. But it's if it's not critical if they were not. Like if they're in a picture of, of a crowded dance floor. Exactly. Then, they, they're yeah. going to be in. They're going to be in photographs. But if several are not, that's not the end of the world. What's the end of the world is if you're missing, uh, you know. Uh, favorite uncle who flew in from uh, Europe for the, for, the, for the wedding, you'd never want to have that happen. Yeah. So that's why a lot of pre planning is. So I they make it. So you guys make a list. Yeah, I'm one of the few photographers that, that really likes a shot list and, and know, you know, uh, what to expect and who's important. Uh, many photographers don't want to bother and kind of tear them up. I've seen photographers tear them up in front of a Really? So that's not what I do. It's I'm a photojournalist. Oh. You know, and we are we do very <laughs> photojournalistic type photographs, but we we do put a lot of emphasis on you know, I think that again, you know, twenty years from now, which is what this is for, or that's why you're doing it, yeah. is is you know, that's what you want to make sure you have everybody that's supposed to be in the photograph in mm. the photograph. Right. <clears throat> and you know what I was thinking, the bride and the groom for what you do. Your average couple, or bride and bride, or groom and groom, that your average couple is not used to having being chased down by paparazzi. <laughs> so your average, you know, right. two people come in, right. 
they're 28 years old and 28 and 33, and they're both lawyers. And how do we you know, deal with that? It's a, it, it, yeah. That's a very good point. How do you deal with so, how okay. do you deal with someone who's how do you relax them so okay. that? Well, okay. So what we do, I think it's really important. Well, pretty much all of our budget is to do a, what's called an engagement shoot prior to the wedding. I find that gets people very much into, and and their expectations of photography sometimes are unrealistic. When they see how how much fun they can have, that becomes a big thing. We had a a couple come in here for an engagement shoot, and the guy gets on his cell phone texting, and it's like crazy. I, I, this has to be done quickly. I have to go back to work. And mm-hmm. I, I don't have time for this. I'm yeah, I mean. doing this. Yeah. So one of our guys here took, took him out to, to the photo shoot. And I said, that, you know, we're going to do that. And I don't know, it was like an hour and a half later, they come back in. And he says, oh, my God, this was the best time. We had so oh, much fun. That's great. This is the greatest thing. I should have, we, we could have been out there all day. And it was Perfect. And you just have them like goofing around. And no, well, we have around. fun. Yeah, no, no. We just take them out and we do stuff on the street or you know whatever. We use the, you know, the, this this is such a great city to yeah. have fun in. Yeah, so, a hot yeah, dog vendor. You, exactly. So you can go anywhere. Uh, take them in the subway. Take them on you know down by the you know take them to a park. Take them down by the you know the lake in Central Park. Take yeah, them down yeah. to the water here and uh, by the Hudson. Mm-hmm. You can do a million things. And um, but but he was so impressed of the way it was handled and, and how it was done that we kind of won him over. So now at the, the day of the wedding, he's into it. He's really into it as opposed to being so negative as when he walked in. So so for us, it's it's very important to create that impression to give people the feeling and have an idea of what it would be like if, uh, mm. where they're not that is apprehensive. Yeah, that's really interesting to keep them. So to do right. an engagement, exactly. You know, works. It works really, really well. Yeah. At least the other thing I was gonna, I was, I wanted to ask you. You know the way musicians and athletes get sponsored. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my, my drummer right. has, you know, Zildjian hi hat, and right. he's got a certain, you know, and you know, he sponsors. He doesn't buy his own drum. Right. Do they have, do they do that with photography? Um, like, somewhat. We have you know, people, Andy Marcus uses Canon. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. So uh, yeah, there we have. I mean, people do speak for. As a matter of fact, I have uh, a big thing with B and H Photo. Uh, uh, we're doing a program on marketing. Uh, oh wow! But I do a lot of. We do a lot of speaking. Brian mm-hmm. and I. Uh, Brian's actually uh, developed. Lighting system that uh, has been doing extremely well, and, and, and a big lighting company around and manufacturing. Wow! Uh, yeah, he's got. You know, my son's got a lot of. You know, he has a lot of good. Right. <laughs> Did you do he's the same got, thing with him growing up? With my dad? No, no, no. Oh, wait, what with do you, you mean? with Brian? With, with Brian? Um, uh, as far as what, like, like bringing him with you on? on oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's how we learned. You know, he learned yeah. a little bit. Uh, with him, it's a little bit of a, actually a very funny story. Also, he uh, uh, went to school and really wanted to be in the movie business. He wanted to go into film. Uh-huh. He has wonderful ideas. As an actor or as a no, 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 no. Like a, a producer, director. Okay. So uh, he went Where did to he go? Emory University, which is not a school to go to if you 
film, you know, you yeah. go to like UCLA. You want to be in Atlanta. You want to be, uh, you, you know. Atlanta? Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the Harvard of the South. The Harvard of the South. Yeah, it was a great school. No, no, no it's a wonderful school, but, yeah. but not for what he wanted. So when he got out of school, he said, you know, I want to move to Atlanta. So it's not like you went to Tisch? No, no, which is what he, you know, I said to him, if that's really what you wanted to do, then you should have gone or transferred to one of these schools. But no, 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 he he moved to Telford. And he actually was a a PA on a couple of movies, Um, one with De Niro, actually. It was was interesting, you know, and he had a good time. And then all of a sudden, uh, they had a writer's strike. Now, this goes back probably, probably 50. Oh, I, yes. I know exactly Remember? what you're talking about. Okay, so there was this writer's strike, and everything just stopped in Hollywood. So I said to him, I said, listen, I'm not you know, supporting you while, while this strike's going on here, so you have to get a job. You know how to be an assistant, and here's a list of you know, three or four photographers that oh, are friends of mine, and I said, good "Go, go work for them and make some money." You know, at least you make. Oh, some... so you knew photographers in LA? Oh, sure, I know. I know photographers all over. So, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, I have a nice little network of people we know all over, you know, uh, even all over the world. I should say, but but we have. Um... So, long story short, I, I you know have to say he started working for one of my a, a good friend of mine, and he he uh, I, I called him you know six months. Great assistant, doing amazing, terrific. So uh, six months later, after that, I, I go uh, told him what's going on. Oh, I have him shooting now. He's photographer. They love him. He's terrific. He's, he really picked it up, and he, he taught him well, and he learned. And, this is right after he graduates Emory. This is like yeah. Early well, 20s. It, it's probably you know a year later. You know, okay. we're talking now a year early later. Early twenties. Yeah. Okay. So I go, I go, Brian. Uh, you know everything. Oh yeah, it was all good. And he's taking pictures. Models and doing portfolios and all the stuff. And what I a great thing to, for a young man! I, it's Jeez. all the stuff I used to do when I was a kid. I, I get it. All right. So yeah. <laughs> and then on the weekends, he he worked as well. But then you know, a few months later, I said, I called again and I said, "What's happening?" My friend working for say, "Hey, you know what? He's terrific. I have him going now. He's not only shooting the weddings, he's now going to the bride, the, you know, the couple's homes afterwards and selling the pictures." And, and what's so great I'm, is that he's in his 20s, so he's in the same age. Yeah, he's exactly. younger than the, So I said, okay. Talk the same language. I go, I, I call, I said, Brian, tell me again. Why are you working for him? I said, why don't you come back? I'd love to have you here. You work, you know, you work, you know, in New York. Yeah. So he said, you know, I really don't love California. I'm gonna, you know, and he thought about it for a week or two, and then he said, I'm coming back. So then he's been here for about, um, 13 years, I guess. And um, oh, that's great. been doing really, really, really well. And I mean, he has, he has his own following. He has a, a great following. That's what I wanted to ask you. Yes, he has an amazing following. Probably as good as what I had with my dad. Because at a certain point, you know, you get older. I'm, look, I'm getting old. People want the younger. Yeah, yeah. You know, so and with my father, it was the same thing. You know, people ask for me. And then, you know, uh, now they ask for Brian. And it's all it's all good. I still photograph. I'm I'm still working. You know, many weekends. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm very proud of him. He he really learned uh, how to take great photographs and learn how to uh, manage the the weddings very well as far as uh, you know the flow of the wedding. And and I think his work is really terrific. And he's done um, many advertising for people in the business. 
one of our lighting companies in the industry, the HIT, I think, is uh, Pro Photo, which is one of the biggest lighting companies. Dynalight and other big lighting companies have us as their you know, speakers many times. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and they provide you with equipment and. Uh, no, not, so, not much. so much. Not so much uh, that they provide or us. They, doing, I mean, if I need, let's put it this way: if I need something, uh, if I needed a piece of equipment, I would get it. You know, so right. they be. But do they in. use you as like if they develop a prototype? And say, oh, we oh want to no, see no. How this works in the oh, a hundred percent. They they send us the equipment uh, and let us use it. So we've had we have equipment here from um, several companies. You know, I have a relationship with Sigma lenses, and I use their equipment. Consistent. They called me and they said, "I want you. You know, if you'd like to, we'd love to send you some stuff to try out. I mean, it's you know, it's their equipment, but we're, we're kind of, you know, using it on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we'd love for you to, you know, see if you like the equipment and, and we use it. So we have that sometimes with lighting and and uh, have a, you know, we have a few relationships such as those that that uh, are nice to have." I mean, it's not like uh, I'm getting uh, cameras from everybody. No, it's not like you're getting rich off it, but I mean... No, no, I'm not getting... Believe me, no, no. I'm looking at like a buffet for dinner at the end of the day. No, No, because I was talking to my bass player, and he said, yes, uh, this string company gives me strings. Uh, This other bass company, I think, two or three basses. This other one gives me... I just started signed with Art Key, and they they just sent me a couple of amps. Right, if he's good, and they they have a relationship with him, and, and, you know, many times I do speaking, you know... uh, Speaking uh, 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 with them, yeah, with with these guys, you know. So it's like the thing next week uh, that we're doing with BNH. That's going to be a big deal, and it's uh, you know we have a bunch of photographers coming in, and, and you know we're uh, and we get paid for the for the for the speaking. Right, that, that would get paid. Right. So, what is your camera of choice? Do you have several? Um, I. <laughs> I use uh, without offending any. No, 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 no. <laughs> I I uh, I use a, a few things. I use uh, I, I would say my most used camera right now is a Canon. I use Canon five D three, which I like uh, for most of my photography. I also have a one DX, which is a uh, a real workhorse camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my son is a Nikon guy, and he shoots with Nikon. So that's, it's a, that's what I mean. we have this little polar. You know, when I was shooting Kodak film, when Kodak film was the thing, when I shot Kodak film, my son would use Fuji film. So you know, he likes to do <laughs> okay. a little opposite me, which is no, fine. You know, it's all good. He wants exactly, exactly. So it's all you know, it's all good stuff. But we're you know, as a industry, yeah. we have a very nice reputation. So my yeah, my son uses Nikon. I use Canon. I use Leica for certain things. We use for the Canon. lenses. No, for for Leica cameras. Well, Leica cameras. I, I use Leica cameras many times for for um, some of the things that we do. Uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much what we used to use in the old days: Hasselblad and Rolleiflex, and, mm-hmm. you know. But but those cameras, uh, you know, were film, and today film just doesn't. Weren't Hasselblad's the ones that that that. They took say, to the oh, moon. It's going to be a six by six. Yeah, it's square, which I loved. I loved. I loved. It was the best. You know, I love a square format for the wedding photography. It's perfect. One thing that always struck me about you, and I mean this is a total compliment, is you were always. Because I was describing you to my wife this morning, and I said, "Andy, like we've known each other for probably thirty years." Oh, yeah. I said he was always. Very handsome, very well put together. You know, Armani tux, 
you know, tie always made. Yeah. You know, it could be hours before the party. Right. But he always looked just so dapper. To I mean, me. That's a good, that's a big thing my father, I have. I mean, he always, you know, made it, made it clear that he dressed appropriately. Looked the part. Always, he always did. And again, you know, that has changed today where I see wrinkled t-shirts and they think the black tie weddings and I'm like, yeah, the, uh, talk to me about that. About, you know, it's a big thing. have a different rule. Well, if you want to do the wedding in, in the level of weddings that we're doing, yeah. high end, black tie. So we're talking. No, no, no. I mean, no, more than black tie. PM, yeah, Club you're talking about the top places. You want to look the part, and and I, you know, I tell people, you, you really, you know, go into the Tiffany's or you go into Bulgari. Jewelers, mm -hmm. I mean, the people on wearing wrinkled t-shirts and jeans. I said, right. you know, it is, but it's not, okay, you want to have that artsy kind of look, and I get that, and, it, you know, it works. But not at I work. don't come every day in a, you know, in a jacket and tie, but if I know I have an important appointment, and I, I see my schedule, or I have several on a day, I'll, you know, I dress appropriately. I think that's what people expect. And when they come into our studio, uh, they uh, also get a feeling that it's not just in some loft somewhere, you know. Right. Uh, it, 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 it's a little like finer. They walk in and they understand that that um, this is a place where we're doing something a, a level above what. what yeah. Is some happening. some attorney in their thirties just becomes partner. Right. At Jones Day or whatever. Right. Yeah. And they they come in and there's there's a certain expectation. Exactly. And you yeah. wanted to look like all the other pictures. Yeah. Of and and I think that sets us up. You know, the, like, you know, we built this business up from. I remember, you know, my dad was. In the places we used to do them, and it's built up little oh, yeah. by little. What were the places? That go oh back my to god, that? half of them don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but some of these little tiny hotels. I mean, we did work in the big hotels, but my father used to always have a great relationship with my father here. And, you know, he always did. But there weren't that many of them today. Every the time I did a Pierre wedding, you were there. Yeah, I was going to say today we do the majority of the weddings. Already the big weddings that people are coming to us, uh, you know, uh, for that extra quality and also the look, I think, of our, of our staff and the way we carry us. Oh, so my explanation to my wife was it's on purpose. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. No, no. Her. I always, well, you know, yeah. I always felt, you know, it, it, people should look the part and they should look sharp and they should look good and they should, um, you know, take a moment to understand uh, that you, you're going to a, a Beautiful event. That's what you know. Do your homework, and you find out, of course, it's a black tie. And I mean, in just the same way, I wouldn't wear a tuxedo to an event that was a garden party in an afternoon. I come in a in a suit. Or well, whatever. that famous party we were just talking about in Quag. Exactly. <laughs> there the you beach. go. Right. Exactly. So you you want to you know you want to be dressed appropriately for the event that you're doing. Right. And that just takes a little, you know, little questions, and you know, but you, it, it's very important the look and I think the uh, experience for the people, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, look, I, I, I tell my photographer too, you have 300 people at the wedding, everybody's watching the photographer. I mean, he's this dead center, you know? He's, yeah, photographers, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Photographers, they're kind of invisible, but they're omnipresent. But they're not, exactly. <laughs> and people are watching and, you know, is that guy getting you know, that great shot? And so it's very important that they, 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 they work the crowd properly. Okay, here's a question for you. When you go into an average, no, I, I, I never want to say an average wedding. 
but I mean the kind of weddings we've done together many yeah. times, like uh, the PM. Yeah. So someone's giving a toast. Actually, it could be anyone. Right. But someone's giving a toast. Do you want to concentrate on the bride slash groom? Do you want to concentrate? Do you have to have a second photographer getting the person nervously, you know, holding an iPad, reading a reading, reading the toast? Their, or the reading get, it off their iPhone? Yeah. Or do you want to get the people laughing in the audience? Right. Okay, so that's a great question. But uh, the answer to it is really um, uh, partly A, mostly B. What we try to do is, you know, person reading the, or, or, or giving the toast, you want to get a couple of great shots of that person. Of course. Uh, if you if you want um, to – hold on one second. Sure. Go ahead. That's Brian, Doug Winter. Oh, hey, Brian. Nice to meet you. We'll learn about you. What do you need? We'll be done in 10 minutes. Good-looking son. Hey. Doesn't look boy. He's a good-looking mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we talking about? Um, about the, the toasts and, oh, and, yes, and the getting toast. the reaction. So to me, it, it's it's not about the person making the toast. It's about the reactions to the toast. And I think um, that the way I look at it at weddings, it, it's for us, it's, or at least that's the way I look at it. When I photograph, it's like a movie. It, 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 there's the different parts of this, and there's a flow. And, and, and somebody looks through a, an album of the day, you want to tell a story of the wedding, and it, it should have a beginning and a middle and an end, and, and it should flow, not just a bunch of photographs. Right. And I think we're really, really, really good at getting that. So whether it's done, you know, if it's a big wedding, you have multiple photographers, but if it's, you know, like saying a you know, like a regular wedding of 150 or 200 guests, mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's myself with an assistant. The, the, the goal for me is getting amazing expressions. So you're the only one with the camera uh, a, in that case? On the, the regular, again, you know, yeah. quote-unquote regular no, I know, wedding. I, not to say, I'm, I'm not even talking about money, but I mean about the no. second shooter. Yeah, no, no. I, I We don't do a second shooter unless it's a larger crowd. In other okay. words, I start with second shooters and, you know, 150 so if it's 175 people, in the nah, normally it's not necessary. A good a good photographer should be more than able to get that couple of weapons. All right, so there's a good. All right, so there's there's your there's your question. So you've got the person making the toast. You've got the bride and groom who are supposed to be reacting. You got all the guests who might be laughing at the joke. And this is all in your head. It's like, right, all right, right. Who do I get? You know. Well, you got to listen to the what the toast is. If you see that the guy's going to get a reaction, you know, he's going to tell a joke or tell a funny story. You can figure. Okay, I got him already. I'm really not interested in the person speaking. Yeah, that's one or two pictures. That takes a second. Yeah. So speaking for five minutes, I have four and a half minutes to go around and get all these reactions uh, from the bride and groom, from the parents, from a brother, oh, from a sister. So okay. it, you know, it's it, getting as many different photographs is really key to, uh, you know, is building up the sales for us and 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 what people I think really enjoy about our photographs. They they. Uh, evoke uh, a lot of emotion oh that's great so that would be the marcus signature correct getting the emotion and, and, and capturing uh the spirit of the party what's the best experience you've had at a wedding well these are kind of uh, arbitrary questions because yeah. i don't know what i would answer no there's no such i mean every wedding to me is is Special and I, yeah. I, yeah, I work I very that. hard, but I think the, the when the I started best, that question, I said, "Nah, there's no good." Answer. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know what it is though. The the best thing is when I have I got one today as a matter of fact. So when I have a festival called up and they 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 rave about the work and they say, "You know what? It was a pleasure." And it doesn't have to be me; it could be any of our photographers. Uh -huh. 
and and you know, ah, oh, it was a pleasure working with uh, you know Felix or Juan or Brian, and they were so easy to work with, and so nice, and so you know, that is what makes it all work, and that's really that's the key. compliment to you. That yeah, that makes my day. You know, when that happens, because that's really what I'm I'm, I'm looking for. Those are people who are going to say nice things. Those are people who are going to um, uh, bring us more business. And, there's one question that I've asked every party planner. I've asked everyone that, that's been in the business, which is how many hours did you consider? And photographers are always the biggest, the, the biggest number. How many hours would you say the day of the wedding you spend on your feet? Like what's, your, what's a working day for Eddie oh, and Marcus? You know, probably, you know, nine to 10 is average, but we can work 12. You know, because we, we're starting very early. We're starting getting ready for That's what events. I mean. That's and what then mean. there's family portraits. So we probably have, before the invitation time, we could have four to five hours of photography. And then, then we have the wedding, which is, uh, you know, what is it, six or seven hours of the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to spend, uh, you know, 12 hours or 10, 12 hours is not, is not crazy. It's, 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 it's hard you know, work is the point. Yeah, and people don't understand that there's, you know, not the work... <laughs> That's hard work, and it's many hours. But yeah. the work is really after the wedding, where we have to now we have thousands of the images. You know, my when my father photographed the wedding, it was you know if you took a hundred images, it was a lot because it was, you know, it was uh, film, and it was no, no, it was four by five film in the early days. Then we maybe went up to two hundred and fifty or three hundred images when it was you know film in photographing in uh, with a medium format camera, and uh, now. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even want to say the number. I mean, it's ridiculous. Thousands of so pictures. So literally, because because you could you could um, do they have a word for it like scattershot? Or, no, no, or uh, 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 no. That, that's not what we do. But it, it, you know, the, the, no, the word you. no the word the word out there in which you know is spray and pray. Spray and pray, okay. which is what you do is when you push the button on the camera with the motor drive and just kind of move the camera around and hope that you're going to get a good. So it goes. Yeah, 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 exactly. A little drum roll. So, you know, I mean, it's more about getting great images, but the fact that you don't have the, you know, you're saving the, the expense of film. You don't have, you know, you have right. digital. You're saving the expense of film. But what you, people don't realize is that now you have the time to, to edit all those pictures down to a reasonable number. I don't get clients with 1,000 pictures because they, they go nuts. So, you you know, I mean, if you, you can't even, you know, Focus on that. I mean, it, it's hard enough for us to focus on it. Try to all right, get so you it. get home three o'clock in the morning. I, we yeah. transfer everything so that it's all backed hard up. Drive. Yeah, it's all backed up a couple of times, multiple times. Oh, really? And then when you know during the week here, we come in and we sit down and we go through it and we take the two thousand pictures and make it into eight hundred or you know a thousand right. and uh, take out all the duplicates and all the junk and, mm -hmm. and and make it a you know easier experience for the customer. So I mean, and but, do you do that? Do you hmm. do all the stuff in house? Do you do all the everything's done here? That's another thing that we—it's unusual about our studio. Uh, all of our uh, editing, all of our album design, all of our uh, retouching is all in. So you know, which is great because if somebody wants you know to have a blemish removed or something, I can just you know, oh, sure. give it to my retoucher. It doesn't go to India or somewhere, you know, <laughs> or China to have it. You know the you know, to have it retouched. So the, people do that. I, I mean, it's a big thing in the business where, you know, album design is done in this country and retouching is done in that country. Oh, and really? You, you, but, but yeah, that's why it takes, you know, months and months and months for albums to get done. That's what I wanted to add. That was my yeah. final question. Yeah. So uh, two people get married. 
uh, this weekend, April right. 21st. How long does it take? Yeah. When would they get? You get their, they get their photographs about probably three to four weeks after the wedding. Uh, that's just the lump. Yeah, we we set up. We do it with a website. We give them their own website with all the images on it. Right. Um, that's you know they can have proofs if they want. Um, and I've seen that, and their friends can buy pictures. Yes, yeah, so they can go on and, and and look at them and order them or whatever. But uh, for the most part, it's just to view, and then they come in and we sit with them. That's a big thing. I sit with them and go drive and go through. Uh, oh, they're with you. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I it's very personal. Oh, I go what a through great it. Touch. No, no. I go through and they go through the pictures, picking out what they want. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you know, get their approval and all that, and then goes to be uh, designed in an album. We invite them in again to see the design and approve it, so they oh, they so can change whatever. Oh, it's very hands on. Yeah. So I, I don't do anything without. So they're executive producing their own exactly. wedding album. Yeah. So they see <laughs> the final, you know, the final edit, and they approve it or tweak it, and then it goes to the be printed and put into a book. The only thing I don't do here really is the binding of the album. Sure. Um, but you're talking about the whole process is about 12 weeks, you know, from the mm-hmm. time they order the pictures. That is fascinating. I did not realize that yeah. that they. Um, is there anything that you do give them like right after that you could put them up? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, if somebody says that they, oh, you know, I'm into Facebook, we'll we'll pick yeah, up you Facebook yeah. select, you know, favorite images. We'll send it to them. We work with them, and we know very social media today. Everybody's into it, so you know, if we can help them uh, with that, we do. Yeah. But that's not your your main goal. No, 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 no. Main, yeah. No, main thing is just to get them the images. And, well, the process is is pretty seamless, and, and we're really good at it. And I think a lot of customers uh, appreciate the attention. A lot oh, of a lot of customer right. attention. Yeah, that's very wonderful. important. So, Andy Marcus, you this is uh, this has been great. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Good yeah. seeing you, and, and uh, I, you know, thank you for asking me to be on here. No, this is wonderful, and you gave. My whole thing, the reason I started this is that I always, you know, clients constantly say to me, well, you know, tell me about, you know, what we need to do. And I said, I could tell you everything you want to know about music. Right. But I don't know anything about photography. I don't know anything about lighting. Very funny. I say the exact same thing about music and florists and and everything. I I know nothing. I say, I can tell you who's good, but I can't tell you, you know, how they work or what they do or what their process is. What they charge. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Like, I have no idea. Yeah, you notice, yeah. I, you know, I would never ask about pricing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. it's a, you know, it's all, it's all, uh, it's a one-shot deal. For us, wedding photography is something that uh, you can't go back and reshoot the wedding, so it has to be right the first time. Yeah. It's a big responsibility. I think that, that was a hard thing for me in the beginning to get my, my once my, my, my mindset was clear, right. to get my musicians yeah. who are used to playing in clubs or in right, bars. right, right. Or in, in studios wearing T-shirts or with jeans, whatever they're doing, right. to say, okay, now and to you have work to wear as a group, right? A tuxedo, exactly. right? And you know, yeah. and to you can't go to the bar, right? Exactly. And no, you can't, no drinking, no smoking. Don't yeah. you know? You're not a guest just because you're wearing exactly. a tux like they are. You're not a guest. Exactly. You're you're not a guest. You're yeah. there to work, right? I have clients that say, well, you know, we want to feed the photographer. And I go, do me a favor, better you don't. I don't want the photographer to be out of the room and then something's going to happen. Andy, and you are the only other person okay. in the world I've ever heard say that. Oh. I argue with brides. They yeah. say, we want to feed the band. No, no. And say, I said, can I tell you something? If we feed the, the band. They're not going to be playing music. That's it. I, it's the same thing with we us. Have a, we have a thing. We say, all right, we're going to do the father of the bride dance immediately after dinner. Hey. And 
and you just paid a hundred dollars a head right. to have a 10 piece band eat right, right so they're sitting and i have to say come on guys yeah yeah go wrap up the food take it you know, eat it on your way home it's not, exactly it's not uh, i want them to, you know not again there. you have the same philosophy that i do which right. is i'm working for you exactly we're there for the customer not to have it's not our part it's important yeah and you do it's funny that you mentioned totally. it I, I mean i i tell I find it to I do be, too. I think it's just a disaster waiting to happen. They, and and maybe not so much in, in the case of a, a, a band or whatever, because, you know, but, but for the photography, you know, God knows what's happening in the room. You're not eating it in the room, right. so you're eating it in some other room, and, and who knows what's going on. I, I mean, I could tell you a crazy story, but I know where photography is. That's funny, because uh, I feel personally, you know, I say, listen, if you, you know, if you want to pay for people for, for eating, that's a right. Don't get anything from me. I'm going to be on the bandstand. Right, I right. want to know what's happening in the right, room. Right, exactly. You, you, you need to be. You need to be there. Yeah. Andy, thank you so much. This has been an absolute my, pleasure. My, my pleasure, Mike. So there you have it, the great Andy Marcus. So join us next time. We'll be going up to Westport, Connecticut, to the Plumed Serpent Bridal, and we're going to meet with Allison Luciano. Luciano? Luciano. I guess we'll find out. Um, okay, I'll see you next time. Just don't forget, Frankie loves you.